Wizards, Rainmakers, Rockstars, Gorillas, and Guru. WebmasterRadio.fm. Come visit our magical Webmaster Wonderland. We got a mouse, too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Stand by for the hook. Welcome to The Hook with Katie Kempner, Vice President of Agency Communications at Crispin Porter and Bogusky, the most awarded advertising agency in the world. Every Tuesday at the intersection of advertising and PR. The Hook, where Katie talks with advertising visionaries, top journalists, cutting-edge creatives, authors, and PR gurus. Hear what these industry insiders have to say about the changing landscape of advertising and PR today. Now here's your host, Katie Kempner. Hello, I'm Katie Kempner. Today is Tuesday, January 23rd, and you are listening to The Hook, where each week I talk to advertising, branding, marketing, and public relations insiders and entrepreneurs who are both leading and covering the industry. And my hope is that you will find inspiration and new ideas as you listen to these thought leaders and their take on what is happening in this rapidly changing and evolving industry and what it means to them and ultimately what it means to you. So today should be a really fantastic show because I am going to be joined by my friend Shannon McKinnon. Shannon is the producer of Ad Persuasion, an international television show that spotlights the ad as an art form. The show focuses on the world's most creative, award-winning commercials with the added perspective from international industry experts. She was formerly the producer of the award-winning international program Media Television, where I first met her, and has been covering the industry for many, many years. Welcome, Shannon. Hi, Katie. Well, I said many, many years. I wouldn't make it sound like, you know, <laughs> you make me sound you and so I are old. extremely old. <laughs> <laughs> A few years, we'll say. Many years in advertising years. <laughs> yes, it's like dog years. But the opposite. <laughs> yeah, but the opposite, exactly. So, you know, I was thinking that um, maybe we could start by talking a little bit about ad persuasion and then get into some other things. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the show. Ad Persuasion is a great show, actually. It it celebrates the commercial. It celebrates the creative side of of commercials. And and we look at, that's all we look at is, is, well, I'll get to that a bit later, but it's mostly TV commercials, broadcasts. And it just, um, I mean, if you look at 98% of the commercials out there, you know, you're looking at a lot of uh, middle to low middle spots. But the top 2% of, let's say the top 2% of of spots out there are actually incredible. So Ad Persuasion basically takes those 2% and, um, you know, shows them to the world and actually goes to industry leaders and to the people who created them. I mean, we talk to the directors, the producers, the client, the agency, about how they were made, why they were made, you know, what's so great about them. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's an actor in the spot who comes mm-hmm. up with, you know, the absolute perfect thing to say. And, you know, like the Wendy's Where's the Beef Woman, you know, she came up with that on the spot, and it became the catchphrase for that client forever. Clara Peller. Clara Peller, yeah, Clara exactly. Peller. And, I mean, she made that that campaign. So, yeah, well, that kind of depends on who you talk to because, you know, mm. Cliff Freeman says he made it. She says she uh, made it. <laughs> hey, I don't want to get in the middle said, of that. Exactly, you know. But, yeah, we look at a lot of commercials, and uh, we love it. It's a really fun show. 
Now, how do you find how do you find the commercials? Are you you like to watch a lot of TV, or do people we send do. them to you? Or? Yeah, we uh, actually at this point in time, um, people send them to us. Agencies send us their reels. Directors send us their reels. Clients call us. You know, people with Beam TV, especially people, can send us stuff so fast. Um, so yeah, we get a huge influx of of stuff. So we we so we sit. It's, it's not just me, of course. There's like four of us on the on the team, so we sit and watch a lot of spots. And and what are some of your favorites right now? From this year? Yeah. Uh, you know, I have to say, and uh, because I'm not on the, uh, the agency side, maybe you can tell me if this is true, but I noticed, uh, maybe you noticed at Cannes last year, did you think that the candy confectionery uh, spots have just gone way out to left field? Like, I yeah. love them. I, well, you know, I love all this, the sort of more um, like the Honda Gur spot. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, sure, Cog is amazing, Gur. And then this year it was... Um, the condom one. Yes, okay. But, um, but no, <laughs> I mean, my personal favorites this year were, uh, like, the, that Skittles spot um, directed by Tom Koontz with the yodeling bunny I thought was just brilliant. Oh, you mean actual but, candy. I thought you meant sort of the feel of imagination. No, no, like actual, the actual candy confectionery, um, <laughs> like that actual category. I thought there were some unbelievable the spots in there. Or I'm trying not to watch the candy commercials. You know, I know, it can a be little a little too a, tempting. But the, um, the Ernie the Klepto, have you seen that one? No, tell us about the it. The Juicy Fruit one? Oh, it's so funny. It's, this, it's shot so well. Um, I, I believe it's for Juicy Fruit. It's this, this guy, this kid, he's on a bike and he's walking his dog. And this Steve Buscemi lookalike comes up to him and basically asks him... Uh, Ask him if it's his 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 star his juicy fruit or whatever it is, and the camera angle it just flips back and forth. But every time it goes back uh, to Ernie the Klepto, and you know he's Ernie the Klepto because the kid says to him, "Aren't you Ernie the Klepto?" And the guy goes, "No, I don't do that anymore." But every time they flash back to Ernie, he's wearing a different article of the kid's clothes, <laughs> and by the end he's got the kid's clothes, his dog, and then he walks off with his bike and his. Juicy Fruit, and the poor kid is standing there naked. And it's like, it's a really strange, weird little commercial, but it's so funny. <laughs> now, how does that fit in? So if you, you see this commercial and you decide, or someone sends it, sends it to you and you decide you want to use it, how does it fit in? There's, there are a bunch of, like, you'll then highlight that commercial. And what did you do with that one specifically? That one we put into an episode uh, with a couple of other... I mean, to, to explain our show a bit further, what we do is we take each episode of Ad Persuasion features six commercials that we've selected. Mm-hmm. And the commercials don't necessarily... A lot of people think they have a thread to them, but they don't. There are six random good spots. And um, we have about three, maybe four people, uh, experts in the industry, look at those spots and tell us what's really good about them. So each episode of Our Persuasion will show the audience six brilliant spots and, and show people talking about why they're so good, how they were made, and that kind of stuff. So the, um, the uh, Ernie the Klepto spot we used on a show that had... You know, I think it might have had the Skittles yodeling bunny spot as well in it, which was one of my favorite spots of, of the whole year. Um, and maybe the, the um, a Grace. Um, did you see the Starburst campaign? If what, or the Combo, sorry, the Combos campaign, what your mom would feed you if your mom was a man? No, tell us that about was, that one, too. No, that was a really funny one, too. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I can describe that one. I, I, uh, I'm a big fan of YouTube. 
um, <laughs> for your audience to go out and, and seek these out. But, but that was a really funny one. But, I mean, in, in general, like, we don't, um, I don't actually put these spots together with, with, you know, five other spots that are similar. I like to show a really diverse selection of what's going on in the industry at any given time. Mm-hmm. And do you find a common thread of what you think is going on in the industry right now? No, you know, it's funny. I, I don't because I, I really do have a very macro kind of look at it. And we see spots from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you know, you could talk about what's going on in the Canadian industry. You could talk about what's going on in the American industry. And, you know, then you can talk about Europe. Um, but, um, I mean, if you're, if you're looking for, you know, what, something that's, sort of unifying the industry or revolutionizing it as a whole right now, I, I would have to say that the answer to that is YouTube. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the biggest things, I think, to happen uh, to, to the ad industry in, in a very long time. I mean, just the, um, the audience that you can reach. I mean, the idea that you can get to so many people so cheaply, so effectively. You know, and it is that top 2% of, of spots. People will go on to YouTube and look for them. You know, and but that's now, a lot of power. Th- isn't that, that kind of brings up something, though, that, you know, advertisers are dealing with now, which is that people don't want to be bombarded every second, and, you know, they want to go to YouTube to see other kind of things, not commercials, right? Yeah, no, you're right. It's, um, you're right, and, I mean, you know, the, the death of the 30-second spot is, uh, <laughs> been, uh, I think, highly exaggerated. But, yeah, you're yeah. right. But if you're looking for, I mean... If you hear, like, like if you tell me about a spot that you loved, or like I just told you about those three spots, you know, if I'm a member of your mm-hmm. audience who has an interest in that, I could go to YouTube, you know, type in a couple of search strings, and they'll pop up. And that is extremely powerful. You can forward it to your friends. And, yeah. and the idea of you actually seeking out um, effective and intelligent and creative work, as opposed to, you know, passively looking at it on your your television and having it mm-hmm. interrupt your day, mm-hmm. I think is incredible. And I think YouTube, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, did you see the Dove Evolution spot? Yeah, I thought that was amazing. I've already, yeah. like, expounded on that because, you know, as the mother of, oh, I think I did that on your show. Like, and actually when I was watching the tape that you sent me, I was a little embarrassed. I sound like an idiot. <laughs> no, you were great on well. our show. I had good, you know, what I meant, I, I meant to be empowering, but... <laughs> No, you no. I, I I don't remember the exact uh, moment you're talking about, but no, you you did t- talk about that on ad persuasion, and and I think that uh, the dove that spot in particular is a a perfect example of why YouTube is so amazing. I mean, the two women who created that spot, it's Canadian. Their uh, names are Janet Keston and uh, Nancy Vonk. They're with Ogilvy, mm-hmm. and they put that onto YouTube immediately. You know, that never that didn't go anywhere else. And it, it, it became the most um, viewed spot. Oh, is that right? There. It was never anywhere else? Oh, no. I, didn't re- I didn't realize that. It was such a powerful spot. It really was. It might Especially be now, but um, yeah. I don't think so. I don't, you know, I don't think it certainly wasn't at the time. It just got posted onto YouTube, and, and the public loved it. That's amazing. So do you spend it, a lot of time on YouTube then, just seeing what's out there? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I love YouTube. Another spot that I would never have seen if I had to rely only on, you know, television or even only on people sending me, you know, reels from, from their own work. Um, mm-hmm. I got forwarded. Have you seen the Folgers Coffee Happy Mornings spot? No, what's that one? 
That is amazing. It's, um, you know, the old Folgers campaign where it was, you know, the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. And it was always someone like standing on a mountain, you know, overlooking yes, a stream. looking very and self-satisfied <laughs> and happy that it's morning. Yeah. yeah, like, I wish I had that life, you know. But um, they hired these two guys. Was, uh, they were with Sachi in London. I think they're in New York now. Um, one of them's name is Leo Premutico, and I can't remember his partner's name, but Leo has done our show. He's just a lovely guy. And they came up with this crazy campaign for Folgers that completely burst, uh, burst it out of its old, you know, the shackles sort of of its, of its old existence. And, and it's got this crazy little, they're almost like little cult members all dressed in yellow. And they're sort of, they're sort of floating into this town and irritating everyone in the town. And, uh, and they're singing this weird happy morning song. <laughs> And, and and you like it's very it's it's really bizarre. I don't think you'd ever see it on television. And it became um, actually it's number two behind the Dove Evolution spot is the most viewed spot on the web. Really? Oh God, they got a, a huge press for it. I mean, it's such it's such a success for them, and it's a great spot. Now I want to ask you something, you guys. When wh- because when you talk about a great spot, you talk of it. You talk about it more as from where, like the artistic version as a small mm-hmm. mini movie, right? I mean, are you ever looking at it in terms of, like, did that sell more coffee? Or that part doesn't really concern you as much? You know, in my, in, in my job, you know, my capacity as a producer, it doesn't because what I'm looking for is something that will catch the attention of the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more of an industry Concern, and and that's what's interesting about awards shows and stuff. You know, is the most awarded spots, the spots that the public likes the best, but maybe you know wouldn't even remember the brand name. Like, did it did Cog really sell more Hondas? Right. You know. Um, so for me, it, it it isn't really all about. How, even though I know that that's the whole point. <laughs> for me, it really well, isn't. <laughs> well, it's the whole point, but. It doesn't always translate so easily from one thing to another, you mm-hmm. know, because you're you're building the brand, you're making the brand image. I mean, does it immediately translate if that one Folger spot was successful enough that you sold more coffee? Not necessarily, but yeah, exactly. But it certainly it certainly gains brand attention, and I suppose you know, in a in, a, in an industry or a culture where we're just surrounded by such choice, you know, to even be able to remember a brand these days is is good. I have to say one spot, it's an old one, everyone will know this one, that I think was the marriage, the perfect marriage of um, sales and art was, um, do you remember that Spike Jones spot for Ikea lamp? Are you kidding me? We did that spot. Oh, yeah, of course you did. <laughs> now no one's going to believe that you just brought that up. <laughs> That's so funny. No, I'm sorry, I completely forgot about that, that that was yours. I actually thought that that was, um, that was the ultimate marriage of... of you know, art and commerce. Well, thanks. Well, I guess I should make hey, no anything to do with it. Tell Chuck. <laughs> nice, nice going. Hey, you, you mentioned award shows, and I want to talk about award shows because there's lots of different feelings of whether they're really important or they're not so important, and if it's agencies patting themselves on the back or if they really do help. And, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I, you guys cover them, so you must mm-hmm. think that they are semi-important. I do, I, I, um, I do, and, and yeah, you, you have to remember I come from a completely different um, 
point of view from from country. people who you come are from on, a completely different country. <laughs> yeah, and a whole hey, we're not that different, distinct, <laughs> but somewhat similar. But um, we, I mean, we cover all of them, and and obviously, you know, a couple of them are are more important or more respected than than others. But I do think that award shows, you know, not just in your industry but in general, are important because they give you a sense of momentum. You know, they give they give the industry as a whole this mm-hmm. forward motion, and 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 I think that's particularly important. Um, and and you know who doesn't want to be recognized for their good work? Like if you if you put aside the idea of whether or not, um, you know, you're awarding spots because they sold, they did their job and and sold more product, or are you awarding them because they're works of art, like the Sony Bravia balls? You know, I mean that was absolutely a beautiful piece of film. You know, did it sell more product? I don't know. But I mean, if you put aside that, I think that, uh, of course, award shows are important. And and, if, and even if you are slapping each other on the backs, does it really matter so much? I mean, who doesn't want to be awarded for for their good hard work? Why, you know, not everybody's doing it for just the pure satisfaction of eking out a living, you know? Well, which I mean, do you? Can certainly is the award show that everybody looks oh, yeah. to as the premiere. I mean, do you believe that that's where the best work comes out of? I think DNAD mm-hmm. is uh, is pretty important. More more um, so, or differently, or di- differently, because I think Can is is the one. I mean, it's the Super Bowl of the the ad awards, and and it's and it's it's more it's global. I mean, it's got a lot of international work there. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to, you know, I mean, I yeah, I would have to say Can would would be the most important one. But Can is in a lot of clients show up there now. I understand, which um, must make yes, it. Yes, it's very it's controversial. Mine's mm-hmm. coming. Yeah, I, I don't understand because I'm not on that side. I don't understand the whole, um, I don't understand what's going on there. But, you know, from our point of view, you get to see so much work at Cannes. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Amazing. I mean, a lot of it's not great work, <laughs> but some of it, <laughs> some of it really is. And, and you know you what I really love about it? have a good time. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, yes. There, it is always a good, I, th- I didn't know if we were going to talk about the partying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's my show, and everybody that knows me knows I like to party. You know me, I like to party. So, you know, I think we can talk about the partying. <laughs> the parties are fun. I've had more fun um, in Cannes. Uh, I mean, the clears are, are actually pretty fun, too, although it poured this year. Oh, that's but, right. Um, oh, it was like a hurricane for three days. But, yeah, no, I've had so much fun in Cannes. Everybody just kind of lets loose, eh? Well, that's the thing. I mean, you're so far away, and mm-hmm. it, it it is a blast. It is a blast. It well, is we're gonna a blast. have a good, we'll have a especially good time this year. Yeah, I hear. <laughs> how's the how's the Christmas party shaping up? Well, you know, it's going to be pretty good. I think we have a change <laughs> of venue this year. Oh, so cool. Yeah, but I can't cool. say because uh, hey, we're no only problem. inviting four people, <laughs> and you're one of them. <laughs> well, thanks. I'll, I'll look forward to it. But you know, you know, I love Can. I love uh, I love it because it's a good sense of uh, people work really hard there, but they also play really hard, which is yeah. why everyone stays up 24 hours a day. Yeah, I don't understand what all the controversy is about. You know, clients coming either. I mean, you know. They're all part of it. I mean, the clients that are coming are the people that pay to get the work made and are the most interested in the work anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, um, I've never really looked in, uh, when I started covering Cannes, that was just starting to happen. 
So mm-hmm. I've not, and I've never actually really looked into it too closely. I mean, I suppose maybe there's a little uh, too close for comfort relationship between the client and the agency at that point in time, or maybe you just don't want to go out with um, you know. Uh, Phil Knight or whatever his name is, if, if you're Dan Wyden, and you know share, and you uh, <laughs> yeah, share some some stories. So listen, we are going to take a very quick break, oh, and when we come okay. back, let's talk more about uh, Can and also about what you were doing in Cuba recently. Sure. Okay, we'll be back right after this. Okay. Sit tight and don't move. The hook. We'll be back after this short break. Marketing payouts lacking green, leaving you seeing red? Get your business in the black with NeverBlueAds.com. Sign up with NeverBlueAds.com today and earn an additional $200 for the first $200 generated. Get ready to flash those pearly whites with unique campaigns, real-time stats, great personal service, and high payouts on time every month from NeverBlueAds.com. Results for advertisers, income for affiliates, everybody wins with a better marketing experience from NeverBlueAds.com. One traffic for results without hassle look no further than search ad network focused on your core goals our dedicated account management team will drive your online sales increase brand recognition and generate leads for offline sales through expert search engine marketing and technology in addition search ad network offers free click fraud detection and api access into all major engines to ensure your business reaches their desired roi visit searchadnetwork.com today to experience true profit through performance Know how to get the best return on your advertising dollar? Clicksore.com. Yeah, ever since we began marketing with more precise content, target technology from Clicksore.com, we've seen a huge jump in visitors converting to buyers for just over one-third of a cent per view. To get over 300 categories, unlimited keywords and ad placement on over 100,000 sites, click on Clicksore.com today. That's Clicksore.com. Your bottom line will thank you. Clicksore.com. Delivers where it matters for you. November 2004, a brand new radio station launched onto the World Wide Web. That station was WebmasterRadio.fm. Today, Webmaster Radio is one of the fastest growing internet media outlets in the world. The world. Webmaster Radio boasts one of the most respected talk radio lineups in the internet business world. Danny Sullivan, Chris Tall, Susan Brett, Jim Hedger, Barry Schwartz, Jeremy Schumacher, Ryan and Jeffrey Eisenberg, Greg Nyland, Katie Kempner. We travel coast to coast to bring you the most extensive and detailed live coverage of the most high-profile trade shows in the world. Ad tech, search engine strategy, RSA, Webmaster World, DMA, Ecom Expo. And we have brought you keynote speeches and interviews of some of the biggest influential names in business today. Eric Schmidt, Andrew Hayward, Barry Dillon, John Patel, Keith Barraza, and way too many others to mention. Our live programming and on-demand podcasting keeps the B2B world in We are WebmasterRadio.fm, and we're everywhere. Want a hot pod? Load it with WebmasterRadio.fm and play with us all day long. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Now back to The Hook. The intersection of advertising and PR. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. 
Hi, I'm Katie Kevner. Welcome back. And today I am talking to my friend Shannon McKinnon, producer of Ad Persuasion, national, international television show that spotlights the ad as an art form. Welcome back. Hello, Shannon. Hi, Katie. Now, i got to ask you a question. Why do you think that there are not more shows about advertising? That is a great question. Um, well, thank I've you. Asked, <laughs> yeah, I've asked myself that uh, often because when I used to work for a show called Media Television, and that was a show that was on for 12 years, a show that was created by Moses Neimer, who created City TV here in Toronto, which became just a phenomenon in, in Canada and uh, around the world now. And media television was on for 12 years, and it always covered the ad industry, uh, which is how I became introduced to, well, you. And, um, and, and, and I mean, before I, I did media television, I produced a lot of political shows for the CBC. So when I first went on to, to media TV, I was a little bit worried because I didn't know anything about the ad world. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I had some uh, preconceived notions about it. And within a year of of being there. I absolutely loved it. I mean, it's, it's engaging. It's so fascinating, creative. The people are so dynamic. The work itself, you know, it's like watching mini movies. And, yeah. uh, and nobody was talking about it. And, and I, I still don't have an explanation as to why that is. You would think that the, you would think that there would be more. I mean, we have like every so often world's funniest commercials, but that is sort of catering to the world's like the lowest common denominator. You know, yeah, like the world's yeah. funniest home video type of. And that's a different kind of show. I mean, those. The, I mean, those are those are great. They. I think they always draw audiences, and they actually, I think, travel from theater to theater with that type of thing. But mm-hmm. those are pure entertainment shows. You know. Um, like like your show and and my show and and what media television used to be and there's a couple of uh, other uh, you know the magazines do it quite well Boards yeah. magazine is great and shots and but um, but no TV shows about it which uh, which has always surprised me. Well, maybe we'll have to do one. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to. Hey, wait, States. wait a minute! I'm already <laughs> doing one. You maybe already you'll have talk- to be on it more. Yeah, to be on it more. <laughs> I was yeah, pretty good, should. right? For my first time on TV. You were great, actually. Did you see your interview? I did, but I can't look at myself. (laughs) Okay. I had to just listen. I don't know. Wow. Well, uh, you'll you'll get used to it. You'll get used to it. Radio is a good uh, a good entryway into television. <laughs> well, let me ask you something. Well, I, I actually had one more quick question, and then I want to move on to talking about Cuba. But sure. you know, one of the things that we were talking about Can before the break that really shocked me about Can is that how in some countries advertising executives are viewed as just like rock stars. Oh, I you know you know where the biggest is is Brazil. Yeah. Like, people, they're like, like, if you saw, if you and I were walking down the street and we saw um, Mick Jagger, <laughs> and we'd be all starstruck and, you know, run, or at least I would, and run up to him, that's what these Brazilian guys are like. Like, they're household names. I know. It's very, it's weird. I mean, it's not like that here. Mm-mm. It's not like that here either. I wonder why that, I guess it's just more of an accepted um, art form. I, it's more respected in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty mm-hmm. funny, but moving on, Cuba. Why were you there? Cuba. Am I even allowed to say that I was there on American radio? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Canadian. We know I'm it sure exists. <laughs> 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 um, I was there, actually. Um, I was there on uh, holiday with uh, my twin brother, 
who I hardly ever get to see, so it was just absolutely wonderful to be able to spend time with them. And um, we had just never been there, so we decided to spend four days on uh, a beach. The beaches there are absolutely beautiful. Uh, I could practically see Crispin Porter's <laughs> building from, from where we part? were. It is. You guys are like 70 miles or something off the coast, huh? Yeah. And um, and then we went to Havana, and Havana, it was it just blew my mind. It was so so beautiful, but it was it was like walking through a ruined kingdom. I've never seen anything like it. Wow. So you weren't actually doing any work there. Nope. No but work. What did, I mean, what did you come away with though? Anything that uh, it made poverty you know, and there is a lot of there, yeah. It's 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 poverty, but um, it's it's I don't know much, you know, and I has I hesitate to to. Uh, you know, indulge my own opinions of the country, but um, I, I came away with it. With I was quite impressed, certainly impressed with all the people that we met, and just such a happy, just very friendly, happy, kind, intelligent, engaging people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Fidel is extremely sick right now. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, when he eventually dies but i think everybody there right now is is kind of holding their breath waiting and and that's the feeling that we got and i was actually very very happy that we got to see it um before it all changes if it does change yeah well everybody here in miami is uh is waiting to see what happens too so you're going to take speedboats over there <laughs> well you know my husband <laughs> is cuban oh so, really uh, yeah i think so we're ready to go as soon as uh things change now, around there. That's so, interesting. Does me, he still have fan- Oh, no, yeah, you go ahead. I'm changing totally the topic, and sometimes I'm very good at segueing, sometimes not <laughs> as good. This, this would be a not very good one, but I'm just moving on in the interest no of problem. time. <laughs> now, the, the one thing I wanted to talk to you a little bit about was the phenomenon of the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. That is the one time here in the United States when everyone follows the commercials. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if there were any companies who spot you are especially excited to see. Um, yeah, I mean I like the Super Bowl a lot. I like the I like watching I like watching the spots, but it's mm-hmm. almost it's there's such a hype. I don't know if you guys find this, but there's such a hype around all those spots that it almost it almost feels anticlimactic to me at times when you actually um, see them. Yeah, when you actually see them, because, you know, some of them you're disappointed in or you saw the same kind of thing a couple of years ago. Um, but, you know, like, who, I guess some, I, I, I know that it's, it's maybe not um, the kind of answer you're looking for, but I'm interested in um, what GoDaddy comes up with every year, <laughs> just because they've made it their business to, to come up with some sort of outrageous, um, outrageous spot that will... Most probably likely be banned, you know, which is great, which is great PR for them. Um, I don't know, you know, Coca Cola uh, did some really interesting stuff. Did you see a Jack White spot they did this year? No, I don't know if that was a Super Bowl one or not, but um, but they're good. But no, I have to say, I don't actually look at the Super Bowl with with greater interest than than I look at anything else at this point in time. Maybe ten years ago, I think that I did. More so. Well, you know, there there is something that's happening this year a little bit more that is kind of interested around the Super Bowl, which is that cons- that certain companies like Doritos and mm-hmm. Diamond Foods 
um, that make Emerald Nuts and, and Chevrolet, they're using, they're doing these things leading up to the Super Bowl where they're doing user-generated ads where you get to, you know, users get to, or, or consumers get to submit their own ads and then the winner will be in the Super Bowl. Well, actually, I think, I think with Chevrolet, the, the, they're accepting ideas and then their agency will actually do it. But I think with Doritos, they're actually going to use a spot that uh, the consumers have made. I mean, that, oh. cu- yeah, that coupled sort of with advertising age, saying that the consumer is agency of the year and Time Magazine. Wow. You know, what, what do you think about all this consumer-generated advertising? I don't know. I think it ties a bit into the, the YouTube phenomenon, too. Now that technology is so accessible and, you know, people can film themselves in their home and manipulate graphics and stuff, I think there's been... I don't know what to say about that, Katie. I really don't. I, I don't see a lot of, of user-generated stuff. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, as a, I like the principle of it. I do like the idea, you know, the democratization of, of advertising. And it also... Although it kind of eliminates the middleman. I don't know how the agencies are going to feel about it. But um, I, I, I sort of like the idea that um, agencies and you know, production houses and all of that exist for a reason, and they exist to elevate the art in a way that consumers, maybe one out of a hundred consumer-driven spots, is brilliant. And, and in fact, you know, they probably should be, should be working in the industry. Now, would you um, cover them? Would you ever do uh, an episode with consumer-generated spots? Oh, sure, yeah, if they were good. Yeah, absolutely, I would. You know what I've, I have been been really great? Have you uh, spoof spots? Spots that's, like, the tango spot that spoofed the Sony uh, ball spot was very yeah. funny. And there's a company that spoofs all of Honda's spots. I'd love to do a special on spoof spots. They can be very, very funny. (laughs) On spoofing, yeah. Oh, you know what? Back to your Super Bowl question. There is, I have to, it's a dirty secret, but there is one commercial that I'm looking forward (laughs) to seeing, and it's less the commercial that Kevin Federline is going to be in. Oh, you're kidding me. He's going to, what's he going to be in a commercial for? I think it's, um, the tagline is, uh, it's life comes at you fast, and I can't remember who the the client is, I was reading about it the other day, but it's just it's like watching, for me, that's just like wanting to watch a train wreck, though. I'm not <laughs> wanting to watch it for any highfalutin reasons. Maybe you could have him on your show. Oh, God. He'd have to pay us. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, going back to um, talking about some of your favorite spots, you had mentioned the Sony... I, I just wanted to touch on this. You had mentioned the Sony Bravia ball spot, uh-huh. and, and and we've been talking about sort of spots as you know an art form. I thought that that was very interesting spot because it was really pretty, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful to look at. But to me, it was more like performance art because I wasn't sure of what it was for, and afterwards, I didn't even know what company did it. It is a good point because it is a beautiful, beautiful piece of work, and I loved it. I loved watching it. I could watch it over and over again the way I could watch a music video, mm-hmm. you know, and the soundtrack was, was absolutely beautiful. But, and, and I, and, but I, yeah, does it really display, does it showcase the, the client? as best as it could. I'm not sure. It yeah. won a lot of awards. It won a lot of awards, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, let, 
Let me ask you, if somebody has, when you're putting together your shows, if somebody has a spot that they want to be included or they would like to have their agency, you know, they feel that they should be profiled, what should they do? Oh, gosh, send your stuff to me. I, I, I look at I genuinely look at everything. Yeah, and uh, the the partners, um, the person who owns the company, uh, his name is Jamil Barmel, the production company who does this is called Tricon. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he really, really loves advertising, too. And my other partner, Andrew Anthony, who you met, who's just the most wonderful guy and yeah. was in the business for, for a very long time. They all look at everything. And between the three of us, <laughs> we, can, we can look at a lot of spots in a day. So they should just get in touch with you, send them your... your how, how do you find... How do you... I mean, you said you watch a lot of TV and you go mm-hmm. on YouTube, but how, but your show really digs deeper than that. I mean, you always have on people that are really are on the cutting edge, and that's not mm-hmm. just because they've done the greatest commercials. I mean, how do you kind of keep your finger on the pulse of the industry? Um, I, do, I do a lot of reading, and, and Boards Magazine, Shot all you know creativity all of that kind of stuff but also because of my because of my experience with media television um over the years you know you develop a lot of contacts and and a basic interest you know it's mm-hmm. almost a, it, it's almost like after media tv ended and before ad persuasion started it it was almost like a hobby looking at commercials um and because people know I'm interested I get a lot of forwards I get a lot of emails and when Ad Persuasion um, was created by, by Tricon and they phoned me to ask me if I wanted to produce it, you know, it was, it was a perfect fit also because of the contacts that I did have. So, you know, I could, I could think of my top 10 agencies, um, you know, or my top 40 agencies and phone them all to get their, their newest reels, which is in fact what I, <laughs> what I had to do. <laughs> Now, now, let me ask you a question. If you, so, you do. You have so many contacts. I mean, you know, we've known each other for years, as I said. And mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen you at events. You know everybody. I mean, what are some of the most interesting agencies that you've covered over the years? Oh gosh, can I? Can, does it have to be agencies, or can it no. be production companies? It and, could be that too. Well, I mean, um, I'm not just saying this, but uh, Crispin has made a huge, <laughs> huge, obviously a huge footprint. On, on, on the world. I remember profiling you guys. God, it must have been seven, maybe eight years ago. With and Chuck just, at our other office. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I just knew, I just knew back then that you, that you guys were going to be huge. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you guys are great. I find uh, The Mill has, works on amazing stuff. Uh, the Mill, London, where are they? Uh, London. Uh, I do a lot of work in London as well. There's a lot of great people down there. And uh, BBH mm-hmm. is amazing. It's funny, um, uh, my partner, Andrew, we went to BBH in the summer to interview um, John O'Keefe over there for, for Ad Persuasion. And ran into, um, we were in the elevator, actually. And I, I have been, let's say, you know, involved in the ad industry for, I don't know, let's say 10 years. But... Um, but the guy who works on the show, Andrew Anthony, has been involved for, you know, 30 years, let's say. And he, he spotted, um, is it John, I think his first name, Haggerty, in yes. the elevator. And <laughs> I've never seen, and this is a guy, Andrew Anthony, uh, is not easy to impress. And he's, he's he, you know, he's extremely creative and talented and intelligent. I've never seen him starstruck like that. It was like we had run into Bono. 
It was, oh, it was that crazy. They were one of the most interesting agencies that we've done. You know, we, 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 we do, um, we've talked to pretty much everybody. And you find that they're very receptive to that? I mean... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I, I actually love. Um, particularly, I found in London and particularly in, in um, New York and, and most of the states... I love the reception that we get from the agencies and the creatives and the directors. And it used to, um, because they're so, you know, particularly directors, you know, they're so high profile and so talented and they're so important. They've got these huge jobs and they're always so excited to talk to us and talk about their work and show us what they're doing. And it took a couple of years for it to really sink into me. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. It's because no one covers them. They really are excited about it. Like they're like it's they're like an untapped resource of, of being covered. They love it. Just so, pay attention to me. <laughs> no. Yeah, like they're just so excited about what they're doing, and you know, so excited to tell people about how they came up to it, and to tell people not from the end. I mean, they talk about it at work all the time, I'm sure, but to explain it to an audience or to explain it to the the public and to get some recognition, you know, is I think a dr- is a dream for them. Well, you talked about how you how you know you first met us eight years ago when we were a lot smaller. Are, is there any agency or production company or director out there now that you you've recently met that you really think is going to be you know making an impact on everything soon? The Perlorian brothers, um, who directed the Vim Prison. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, it was a few years ago at Cannes. I no. think they're going to be um, they're going to be quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, who I just actually did a director that oh um no that was a production company the guys who did the Folgers Happy Mornings are going to be fantastic as well um, where are they I from? don't know I mean oh they're out of uh, Saatchi in New York oh that's right you said that right right mm-hmm. yeah I I mean we we see a lot of people and I I don't I don't want to predict who's going to be great and who's going to be not I mean there's there's I'll, I'll, let's just say it's an extremely talented. <laughs> Industry. I don't think it's something that you can um, can last in if you actually don't have the chops. You know, that's the one thing I find about your industry. It's it's very aggressive. Like yes. it's very creative and very aggressive. Like it's very fast. You need a, a particular um, personality, I think, to be able to withstand it. <laughs> For so long. Or what about? Have you met uh, Tom Mooney? Yeah, he's like the Keith Richards <laughs> of advertising. He's an unbelievable person. He He's got to be. I, I've met him a number of times, and he can is one of the funniest people that I have ever met. He can tell a story, so you, you, I mean, you're holding your sides. You're laughing so oh, yeah. hard, Katie. I know exactly what you mean. I have. He has been on my show three times now, and every single time, he is an absolute joy to speak to. He is so honest. He is so forthright, and he has seen, he's been in the game for so many years that he has nothing to prove, and he's seen everything. He's seen all the changes, Yeah. and, uh, and he's, he is hilarious. He told us a story on Ad Persuasion about how to walk in Cannes uh, when you're drunk <laughs> so that people don't know, and, and, he, and it was actually brilliant. He said the problem with most people is they try to walk straight, so you end up weaving, but if you, if you approach it sideways and you kind of crab walk, you can make it. I'm and laughing because I heard this story right oh, oh, you probably, you probably did. <laughs> like, just his telling of it was so dynamic. Actually, I'm really looking forward to seeing him this year there as well. 
Well, you know, he wrote a song. It was called like Yummy, Yummy, Yummy or something. He was like a well-known singer-songwriter many years ago before oh he God, went into advertising. Oh, my God, that's right. The Yummy, 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 I've Got Love in My Tummy. Yes. <laughs> what? What? That's like, he was, that was like a big band. Well, a while ago. Have you had Ohio him on your Express, show? Express, Oh. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, anyway. who knows? <laughs> so I want to ask you, so you said, so Tom Mooney is an example of somebody that's, you know, been around a long time. Yes. T- talking about the future, what do you see as, I mean, and we, we talked a little bit earlier about, you know, the people lamenting the death of the 30-second commercial, which isn't necessarily the case. But Mm -hmm. what do you see or what are you looking forward to covering in the next year, the next two years? Virals. I'm a huge, I'm a huge, I've gotten so many virals this year that are just fantastic. I actually did a, a, we did, you know the special that that you were on for Ad Persuasion? Mm -hmm. That was mostly based on virals. And that stuff people would never see on television. But, yeah. um, but you see on the internet, I think, you know, those will become bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, I think the death of the 30-second spot, too, has is, is been highly exaggerated. I think the 30-second spot, and Chrisman is really great at this. It's more of a platform now, you know, like yeah. maybe even a jumping-off point in an integrated campaign. Um, cinema spots, I think, are getting bigger and bigger and better. Although I, I, I did hear that they were going to come up with some rule in theaters that... Um, you need to actually tell people <laughs> when and for how long the ads are going to run so that they don't actually have to sit through them. You're kidding me! No! <laughs> Which actually is kind of a disappointment because I, I don't know about you know, the rest of your audience, but I personally find the, the spots shown in, in theaters to be exceptional. Yeah, um, they're usually, whole. I mean, you know, you're clearly a big fan, but they're usually the best spots, I think. They're a little bit longer. You know, you have the mm-hmm. opportunity to make them a little longer, a little more interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, like when when do you get the chance to see a, a two-minute ad <laughs> any other time? You know? I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous, and if it came on uh, on your television at home, you know, you'd, you'd be very frustrated. But in the <laughs> theater, they're beautiful. No, I think you're absolutely right. You know, Mm. I wanted to ask you now, I mean, you have done so many interesting things. You were on media television, and when you did that, you were a producer, and you also were the host. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now we had a talk, and you told me you preferred producing, although I don't know, you were a really good host. (laughs) Thanks. You were. And then, you know, now with what you're doing, I mean, you you really, so far, and you're still early on, you've had such an interesting career do you have any advice, and I, I always ask this to people that come on the show, you know, that are really successful. Do you have any advice that has sort of helped get you where you are today? Um, you know, I started doing it when I was young, so I think I was lucky enough to get into an industry, not advertising, but television. I started when I was 19, but um, I think you kind of have to know what you like, but really be open to opportunities. Because when I think of the best jobs that I've ever had, and, and the job I have now, I think, is, is, is the best job I've ever had, um, they've all come by strong contacts you make at the places you work. And I think Crispin was like that, too, right? Like, you guys started off smaller, you hired really talented people, and then you keep them around. And, and I think if... Um, if you know who you are and if you make good contacts and good friends and if you're good at what you do, and generally if you like what you do, hopefully you're, 
you're, you're going to be somewhat good at it, you'll be able to move on and on and on. And I, and I have been able to move on and on and on through contacts and through friends and to be able to choose to, you know, produce television about things that I'm personally interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, like for a while there, I was actually introduced, uh, I was interested in reality TV and I did, um, I, I directed um, some episodes of reality TV and that was amazing as well. You know, that's something I'd never, I would never have had the opportunity to do had I not met someone um, who I became friends with on a on a different job. So I think it's just keeping up strong contacts with, you know, with who's around you and and maintaining them. <laughs> I guess it's like any relationship, you know. I mean, like let's say you and I, right? We don't know each other that well, but, you know, we try to keep up, right? Every time yeah. I see you, you know, I'm interested in what you're doing. I listen to your show. So, you know, you just, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, you know, if I need uh, a guest on my show, you'd be one of the first person that I think about, right? Oh, thank so I think, you. Uh, yeah, like I, I think sure all, um, did. So, all good yeah. jobs come so from strong contacts. We are going to take one more very quick break, and when we okay. come back, I want to know, as the last question, the top five spots of all time. Oh, great. In your mind. In your mind. <laughs> we'll be back right after okay. this. Sit tight and don't move. The Hook will be back after this short break. Now, experience the future of web design and development with a whole new level of efficiency, expressiveness, and simplified workflow. Introducing Studio 8, a compilation of the latest releases from Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, Fireworks, Contribute, and Flash Paper. Sure to inspire you to create superior online video sites and mobile content. And now, through this exclusive WebmasterRadio.fm offer, listeners can save a whopping $100 off Studio 8. Visit the online store at adobe.com or contact Adobe Customer Services and provide promo code WebmasterRadio in order to receive your discount. Studio 8, your way to create. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. VR Web. Best of the Web, the Internet's oldest directory, BOTW.org, since 1994. Our editors scour the web, finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No kidding. And don't forget the Best of the Web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions, 25 percent recurring commission on all products and services bloggers make sure to check out the botw blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web 
Generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with Paper Post, the consumer-generated advertising network. Our powerful network of bloggers at Paper Post will creatively expose your product or service through original link-generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites. Launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through Paper Post. Visit PaperPost.com and join the revolution. Viva la revolution! Digimix. Ego. Machismo. Unadulterated cockiness. Fantastic ideas. Full-hearted business plans. Gut-wrenching stories. Fascinating particulars. Turn-ons and tips from the web world with host Susan Bratton. Get the whole mix. The Dishy Mix. Every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Only on webmasterradio.fm. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. Webmasterradio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. Webmasterradio.fm We're everywhere. Flashback, November 2004. A brand new radio station launched onto the World Wide Web. That station was WebmasterRadio.fm. Today, Webmaster Radio is one of the fastest growing internet media outlets in the world. The world. Webmaster Radio boasts one of the most respected talk radio lineups in the internet business world. Danny Sullivan, Chris Tall, Susan Brett, Jim Hedger, Barry Schwartz, Jeremy Shoemaker, Ryan and Jeffrey Eisenberg, Greg Nyland, Katie Kempner. We travel coast to coast to bring you the most extensive and detailed live coverage of the most high-profile trade shows in the world. Ad tech, search engine strategy, RSA, Webmaster World, DMA, Ecom Expo. And we have brought you keynote speeches and interviews of some of the biggest influential names in business today. Eric Schmidt, Andrew Hayward, Barry Dillon, John Patel, Keith Barras, and way too many others to mention. Our live programming and on-demand podcasting keeps the B2B world informed. We are Webmaster Radio. And we're everywhere. Wizards, rainmakers, rock stars, gorillas, and gurus. Webmasterradio.fm. Come visit our magical Webmaster Wonderland. We got a mouse, too. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Now back to The Hook. The intersection of advertising and PR. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hi, I'm Katie Kempner. You're listening to The Hook. And today we are talking to Shannon McKinnon, producer of Ad Persuasion. Hello, Shannon. Hi, Katie. So, now, I I told you I can't let you go until I just ask you this one thing. (laughs) Now, this is your opinion only, but after all the commercials and all the shows and stories that you've done, what are your top five picks for the best of ads of all times? Oh, geez. Okay. I will uh, will try to do this, (laughs) but that's a pretty big question. Um... I'm going to get this one out of the way, and, uh, and I'll have to say Macintosh's 1984, um, uh, the campaign that ran in the Super Bowl and started Obvious, the Super Bowl phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I think that's the go-to one. Um, does it ha- can I say the De Beers Diamond is Forever campaign? Only because that was brilliant. I mean, they created the demand for that product. Yes, you can say that, yes. Yes, that yeah, would be number two. Yeah, that would be number two. 
Um, Volkswagen snowplow, that beautiful old, how does this guy who drives a snowplow get to the snowplow? That is an amazing commercial. Um, Number three. I'm going to have to throw uh, the yodeling bunny in from last <laughs> year, the Skittles yodeling bunny. It's just a scream, and it's shot beautifully, and I love it, and it's, it makes me laugh every time I see it. And then I think um, nothing comes between me and my Calvins, that Brooke Shields uh, nice. Calvin Klein spot. It was so controversial and so sexy. Very, very nice. Those are good picks. Thanks. I, you know, it's, I was a little nervous about it. You kind of threw that at me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why I thought I would give you a commercial to think about it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Look, I can scramble but my brain. I had to ask. I had to ask. You know, we're out of time, but I had such a good time. Will you come back again? Oh, of course. Yeah, I'd love to, Katie. It was, it's a great show. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Shannon. Well, thank you. Take care. Yeah, you too, Katie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you for listening. Please join me next Tuesday when I talk to Judy Barry from the Wall Street Journal about their redesign of the paper and their plans for the future. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. 